Hi, pals. <coughs> Hi, pals, and welcome to the Disneyland Paris show. Here's your hosts, Lucy, Chris, and Hugh. <laughs> Gosh. And now, Disneyland Paris news. Time for a refresh. <laughs> Ain't no party like an AP party. Breaking the set. Hey there, hi there, ho there, Disney pals, and welcome to a very special Halloween-ish edition. Is it special? Of- not really. We've got a different got backdrop. You you guys put on a spooky voice. I didn't want to because I'm not a very scary person. And yeah, we've got we've got a special backdrop and that's about it. However, it is Halloween on Tuesday. We've spent the evening carving pumpkins. We Ooh. went on a, a welly walk in a in a haunted wood. I've made the effort. I'm wearing a skeleton top. Mm. And these two are just in what I would call normal clothes. Yeah, I've got a green shirt on underneath. I was a bit worried I might disappear, though, if I uh, reveal it. So I'm keeping will, my jumper on nice will and this, toasty. Will this glow in the dark? Can I turn the lights off? Will it mess everything up? I'd try it, see what happens. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it does glow in the dark. It does glow in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was fun. But I found something out about glow in the dark. I mean, I'm, I guess we already know it, because the glow in the dark stuff is charged by light obviously yeah mm. but that if you like fire a torch at glow in the dark stuff you can write on it so Lucas oh, wore yeah, a skeleton yeah. shirt a bit like that yesterday and we were writing on the on the skeleton bits with a torch which is quite cool yeah mm. a lot of fun yeah. a lot of fun do it clever 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 try yourselves Right, we have got a couple of small bits of news today. Mm-hmm. Nothing heavy, not a large amount, but we do have trip reports and things. Four, four exactly. trip reports. It's got plenty of that to look over. But before that, I've already spotted people in the chat who are here for the very first time, and I think that they deserve a shout-out, Christopher. Who are they? All aboard, please. (laughs) (laughs) Guess who was first today? The Dunn family. Hello, everyone. How is everyone? Kiss, kiss, kiss. Old news. Normal services resume. It is. (laughs) Let's start with this one. Says, hey, lovelies. Can't wait for the show. Very excited to hear and see all your Halloween goodies. Oh, us. Mm. Ah, yeah. Mm. I got a skeleton jumper. Did I mention that? Yeah, and if we do a, a close-up at any point, look, there's a spider. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hello to John. Happy almost Halloween. Gareth Pierce Theme Parks is in the chat. Bonnie is here under Lucy's name. Hello, Bonnie. Hello to Emma and Aaron, who is travelling back from London Comic Con, so probably won't be able to stay around, but hope you've no. all had a lovely day. And uh, Andrew is here, and Jimmy with the old pink hand, and Katie, <laughs> and Kelfie. Um... Bonnie says, don't forget to like and subscribe. I mean, who can argue with yeah, that? She's well trained. She's well trained. <laughs> Hello to Ashley. Ah, I'm actually catching a live. Currently looking into DLP for the first time next year with my seven and two-year-old. Oh, exciting times. Love getting all your news and tips. Okay, here's my tip. Do it. Do it. Do Book it. it. Book it now. Do it. Do it. Hello to Adam. Good evening. Long time listener. First time ever watching live and in the chats. Well, Golly gosh. I hope it's a special one for you and Ashley. 
uh, a magical time. Hello to Mercedes. Hey, gang. Currently unloading the dishwasher and washing bottles. <laughs> Baby you bottles. know how to live. <laughs> and suddenly remember to join the live. Well, that's rock and roll, Do isn't you know, it? we recently spent a full week with uh, a fa- uh, some friends who've got a new baby and they seem to spend all week, like, meticulously sterilising their bottles with special equipment. <sighs> I forgot about the sterilising. And I don't even remember doing it, really. Oh, yeah. Don't you remember that big uh, tub of... We had tablets, didn't we? Yeah. We had to put the everything Milton in tablets. and, like, push, push the, the, the thing down on the top. Yeah, I think so. We had one that you plugged in and it had... Um, you just put like a little bit of water in the bottom and it just did it. All right. That was we don't rem- I don't remember mm. that. I do. I don't remember it being quite as big, a, like a constant deal. As maybe was, I so just did it. I think maybe you just did it. And finally, hello to <laughs> Steli, who uh, is happy to watch watching this week, not in, not in hospital. That's good to hear, Steli. And, mm. um, and Sarah and Wits Wanderlust, who uh, is happy to be back. Now, Whitney, remember, went on holiday with Grandma. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we've, we've been oh, enjoying yeah. the updates there. And uh, where and, where have we been enjoying these bits? And you? Katie with a Y. So Katie was a IE and Katie with a Y. Uh, it was, um, was it Disneyland or Disney World? No, I mean, where were we enjoying hearing about it? Oh, on our uh, Facebook group. Oh, we have a Facebook group. Yes, did you not know? Pluggity plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, and Katie with a Y is also watching for the first time, going oh, on Katie? Tuesday for the first time. <gasps> Oh, wow. actually, on Halloween. That's yeah, going to be fun. I recommend you do not watch Final Destination in the next couple of days. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you mean Final Destination 2? Because it's the tra- travelling on Halloween and stuff. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I knew what I meant. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. Should we do some news? Yeah. We recently accidentally invented this game of try and guess what the news headline means and I quite like it so now I'm deliberately making them cryptic see if people can guess so I'm going to start at the end I think this is no shall I start watch there's one that's quite hard no I'll go with the first one okay time for a refresh what's the news um I don't oh right we've got a guess right um the the painting something the he- well Something's being painted. It's something major, otherwise it wouldn't be on my n- news. They're always refreshing something, aren't they? They're always painting. Ooh, I was ooh. curious, Labyrinth. There's, uh, a, there's a big one that's been announced this week. So a big. It's a big. It's not a play on words, and it's not like we're getting a new refreshments machine. Nope. No, it's um, it's uh, it's Sequoia Lodge. It is. Sequoia Lodge is, is going to shut um, for a full refurb it a- is. at some point. No dates yet given. Well, the details that we do have, no dates given. You're absolutely right. It says this will be after the Disneyland Hotel reopens. So what day is that? Like the 29th of January or mm-hmm. something? Some Around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's at some point after that. Um, now, the thing is, it, there's a thousand rooms. There's two restaurants, two restaurants, shop, pool. And it's like 47,000 square feet or something. When they did um, Newport Bay several years ago, they kept it open and they did one arm at a time. If you can imagine the shape of it and they kind of closed it in bits and phases. Apparently it was a nightmare, people who were there. And then when they did Hotel New York, which obviously was a different level of re but they just shut the whole thing. And then, of course, they've shut the whole thing with Disneyland Hotel. 
I would wonder what they're planning on doing with Sequoia, given that there's three lodges which they could refurb really quite easily. Yeah, true. Couldn't, and, couldn't they? And also, it's not like, oh, oh, great, well, we've got the Disneyland Hotel open now, so that that's a fair trade-off for, <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. cost-wise for all those people who've booked in Sequoia Lodge. It's not going to work like that. And also, there's a tiny little sporting event taking place in France, um, in Paris next year, that I think they might not want to have lots of closures during. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. We've obviously booked, and quite a few people have said on the Facebook page that, that they have booked or are planning on booking Sequoia Lodge. So I guess we'll see what happens. When the when Sequoia shut, because it did, didn't it, at some point during the COVID situation? It was the last one to reopen, yeah. Um, it, it shut, and our booking was moved to Newport Bay. Mm. Um, and it was just a cost-for-cost, like-for-like, shift basically but whether they'll do the same with people if there's a need to or not I think you're right though because those lodges sit separate there's every chance they'll just do them separately it depends whether they're going for complete retheming and doing something brand new like they've done with the last two refurbs or whether they're just planning on just I mean, sprucing it swapping out the pillows when yeah. is booking currently open till it's open till well I booked an event I booked an up in October next year, haven't I? So, and I think it's open till early 2025 it at the moment. Be, it'll be up to mm, Up to March April, or, usually. Yeah, yeah, it's up to Easter. Is, well, yeah, ish, yeah. usually. So mm. they've got more than a year in advance. And given what they've announced now, I think there's a 100% chance they will have started by then, if not literally in February or March. Yeah. So my this is my suspicion. I know nothing, guys, but this is my suspicion. They will do the lodgers first and do no rebookings. And then they will do an arm of the hotel and no rebookings. And then they'll have to finish with all the common areas and they'll have to shut for a period of time. Am I, am I wrong? I don't know. Will I mean... they manage to keep it open? Like just refurbing Hunter's Grill, but keeping the other one open and... I don't know, because the, the, the other thing I guess is that people book specific types of accommodation there because yeah. there's uh there's lakeside views there's the lodges there's the golden forest so they're going to have to move people about a bit even if they keep it open i would think so mm. it'll be interesting to see what they do who knows who knows eh? it's they very interesting know. but it, there'll be a big price problem if even a significant amount of it is shut because that is your mid-range hotel and if it goes straight from santa fe to newport bay you're just going to cut out. I don't think it will. I, I honestly, certainly for the majority, I would think that they'll go Cheyenne because it is exactly the same price at the moment. Is it? Yeah. There's there's virtually no difference in, in the cost for standard um, rooms in Sequoia as there are in Cheyenne when I was looking a couple of weeks ago. I think that's down to how run down Cheyenne is. Uh, sorry, Santa Fe is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sequoia <laughs> is. Sequoia <laughs> is. But thing is... <coughs> Yeah, the rooms needed a refresh when we were there, but we still loved it. It's, I mean, we've stayed in hotel. I mean, when you stayed in Newport Bay, you were like, "These rooms need doing." Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. and they were they recently. were the most recently done at the time, I think, weren't they? I yeah, I didn't really feel like that about Sequoia. I could recognise they're a bit dated. Yeah, but it didn't feel like, oh gosh, this needs doing. And people on here still rave about how much they love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's wait and see. It's been done by an architectural firm called Wilden, if you're interested. Wow. There, there we are. you go. What are they famous for? I have no idea. Shall I look it up? No. No, I don't okay. <laughs> Can we have a drink? Yeah. 
E aí? Oi, olhei, idiota! All together! I don't know why I did that. We're drinking blood in our tiki cups today. Blood. Uh, tastes a bit like Tesco own brand blackcurrant cordial. It does taste blackcurranty. Um, you know, you know, you were brought down with the the coronavirus the other week. Yes. And I I had this suspicion that maybe I'd had it at some point around that time as well. Yes. Um, and that might I I think that might be why I wasn't there the week before. But I don't know who it was. But I get this just got this feeling. I think it was too. But since. Uh, a week before last, no, yeah, since about about ten days now, I would say I've had this tickly cough that comes on on a night, and I just cannot get rid of it, no. and it's just started again now. <coughs> oh no, okay. So I apologise to everyone if I keep coughing. I'm not contagious or anything. It's just this thing that keeps happening on a night. Mm. Fed up with it. Fed up. So is Laura because it's keeping her awake. <laughs> I've had one of those um, a few months ago, just at night, and you think, oh no. It's a cough. I've got a cough, and then the next day it's gone. Yeah, nothing. Completely gone. And then it comes back at night. Yeah, Very it can strange. just tickle so, and suffocate a bit. So I went to see a concert in uh, in Nottingham. Uh, when I say a concert, I don't mean like a band. I went to see an orchestra. I went to see the Royal <gasps> Philharmonic Orchestra playing Rachmaninoff and uh, and Tchaikovsky. And All in, right, wait to let us know your middle class. Thank uh, you. In the middle of the Tchaikovsky Piano Concerto Number no. Two, uh, a very quiet bit of piano solo, my tickly came back and I spent five minutes going <laughs> with tears dripping down my eyes trying not to break the, the ambience. At least you tried. Unlike I'm... that time we went to the ballet and <coughs> it was like I've said, I think I've complained about this before it's like someone coughing reminded the other people that they had a cough and there was just this segment in the middle of the show where there was a coughing rally between two sides of the theatre. Like, like you got a call and response of people going, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, I still got mine and I did mine first. <laughs> yeah, well, I've still, I, I've got one as well and it's just as important as yours. <laughs> is it, it just, that's it, like... Is it like a pantomime when they sing Peter Piper's uh, pe- pe- pickled peppers? That's like every GCSE exam I've ever been in mm. as well. Is that, you know, the, it's all yeah, silent yeah. and then one kid starts coughing. <clears throat> Our headmistress... Uh, in assembly when we were at junior school one said uh, you know please stop coughing and then everyone coughed because that's what that's what kids, if you say to a room full of kids don't mm. don't cough they don't do it to, like, to, to be silly don't put jam on the cat it just, it just makes them think of coughing and then they cough and it's almost like a kind of like but it's a cough you can't tell me off for that and then everyone just starts going oh you know what <coughs> I remember like even at that age of about like eight just looking around thinking you are all pathetic. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's all, where it began. On that, that note, was like the origin of you. Yeah. On that note, can, can we stop talking about coughing? Because it's making me try to stop myself from coughing constantly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, what are we here to do? Another we said we were going to talk politics today, didn't we? Oh god, no! Another piece of news, please. No. Um, Hello to Let's High Five and Chris. Hello. Andrew Palmer says, "What will the price be on reopening for Sequoia?" <laughs> That's it, it'll have gone up 20%, I can guarantee. In fact, I'd like to make a note of what it is now, you'll probably know, um, so that when it's revealed in 2025 that it's £800 a night, we can calculate the increase. Um, right, ain't no party like an AP party. This isn't that cryptic, really. Because an AP party don't stop. I'm guessing there's another 
AP party been announced? There is. What wow. do you think the theme is? Christmas. There is. It is. <laughs> you are correct. Ooh, surprise. It's two for two over here, Huey. You need to up your game. Oh, this is like when we used to do Quizney Street and I, I blitzed off ahead and then just stopped getting answers right until you took over and won. Kept it thrilling, though, to the end, didn't it? Oh, we have to do that again at some point. I love doing I that. I did like Quizney Street. Me too, because I could turn up and not have anything planned and just play a quiz. <laughs> Whereas Lucy used to have to spend the whole fortnight pulling yeah, questions together. <laughs> I did. Right, so it's called Christmas Night, and it is on the 30th of November, which isn't far away in the scheme of things. It's you almost know, Christmas. If we, we keep saying when they rehashed these APs, who they were aiming at, is they wanted to stop just the UK visitors kind of getting it as a, as a way of getting cheap holidays. Well, if you're a UK visitor and it's just been announced that there's an AP party on the 30th of November, mm-hmm. you're going to struggle to get the time off work and, you know, book flights and things, aren't you? So... Sadness. I suppose people in the southeast might find it easier. I'll stop being bitter now. It goes on sale on the 6th of November. Tickets are 55 euros and it's one AP holder can bring two guests. That's a week tomorrow. This time. (laughs) Mm. Incidentally. Yeah, so uh, one AP holder can bring two guests this time. It used to be just one. I wonder if that means that there were actually spare tickets to the Halloween one or not. Or... It sounded like it was pretty busy from the mm. um, reviews and that. Just to be clear, those two guests will also have to pay 55 euros. It's not that 55 euros will pay Gets for you three in of three you. three people, yeah. yeah. Um, there will be an, not. an enchanted <laughs> opening ceremony. Um, there will be Beauty and the Beast, Tale as Old as Time. I presume that's a show. It was just put as a bullet point on its own. Mickey's Dazzling Christmas Parade on stage. So, is it a parade if it's on stage? Can, can it be both a parade and on stage? Well, this is what I think this a is. A parade. Parade. This is what I think this is. Mickey's Mag- Mickey's Dazzling Christmas Parade is the regular one with the gingerbread Mickeys and the okay. soldiers and things, isn't it? I think that they will just use those unique costumes and probably a few bits of float to do a hub show. That's what I think. That seems likely, yeah. Um, so they can't say, oh, this is a brand new show, because everyone will go, hang on, those are the parade costumes. So that that's what I think is going to happen. Bearing in mind, this is for one night only, and 55 euros is a bargain, and it's for AP holders. So I, you know, that's what I think is going to happen. Mickey's Winter Wonderland, colon, Magical Memories. Not colon magical memories. I don't know how magical the memories you have of your colon are. I've got a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? Um, so, yeah. I, this sounds like it might be a bit of a, like, decorated area. Okay. Mickey's Winter Wonderland magical memories. Bear in mind, they don't tell us anything at this stage. They just kind of give you a programme. Yes. Decorated area sounds like... Um... For jazzle. Oh, Huey. <laughs> Carry on. Um, Moving on. Enchanted Christmas Ball finale. And there will be 50 characters, uh, well, over 50 characters, some of them very rare, roaming the park. But as with the Halloween party, there will be no official meets and greets. You can do selfies and you can interact, but there will not be cues and there will not be meet and greets. And I think that's the way to go. 
And from people who were at the last AP party, it sounds like that was a popular way to go. Because I know that many um, other hard ticketers parties, people pay 100 plus euros and go for a four hour party and spend three of it stood in line to meet, you know, the bowler hat guy from Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> so to summarise then... Oh, that guy. <laughs> I only mentioned him, sorry, because we did run Disney and there was Yzma and Kronk meeting yeah. and um, there was a really long line and then they swapped out for Bowler Hat Guy and half the line just went, nope. oh, no, never mind. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> just left. Who's that guy? I know. I like Bowler Hat Guy. He reminds me of something. I don't know what it is, but he reminds me of something and I quite like him. Mm. Um, so in summary then, it's balls, Colons, the jazzles. Oh my god! That's what. That's why. No, I said none of that. You weren't listening. That should be the thumbnail when we make it. <laughs> Balls, colons, the jazzles. Just you know, three headers. <laughs> okay, but you're finding the images for that. Does does Bola I don't want that on my search history. Does Bola Hat Guy remind you of uh, maybe John Cleese? Uh, maybe a little bit, but it isn't that. I I think it. <laughs> I think it feels like a character, and I couldn't tell you what, from the computer game of uh, what's the one with Rincewind? Um, oh, you know the Terry Pratchett books, Discworld. Mm-hmm. There, there's something Discworldly about him. I think that's what it is. But I, could, I couldn't tell you what particular character I'm thinking of. I don't think there is a particular character I'm thinking of. It just okay. feels like that. Yeah. Mercedes agrees with you. She was going to say Basil Fawlty. Ah, there you go. Okay, mm. yeah, I get that. I do get that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that big stubbly chin. I think also maybe it's because it, Meet, Meet the Robinsons plays around with time, doesn't it? And st- stuff happening now and stuff happening later and everything. And, and the Discworld game does a bit of that, moving backwards and forwards in time. I might be thinking of Day of the Tentacle. I must say I'm just bringing you back to Disney for a second now Um, when they released these uh, new annual passes and what they were going to do with it I was very sceptical and scathing mainly because I was bitter and twisted about the fact that we weren't going to be able to afford them Um, but these AP parties are giving me serious firmer serious firmer and it, it is I'm beginning to see now how what a selling point it is particularly if you live within a two hour radius mm. Mm. I agree the, and, and the last one did look really good looks like it was a good good time was had by all <laughs> yeah. in, in spite of how busy it was so, so we are missing out we're missing out we are your final piece of cryptic cryptic clue this is quite cryptic breaking the set Breaking the set. So taking something down. Yeah. They, that's what it sounds yeah, like. Getting rid of something. Is it the um, stunt show um, area? Nope, but you're in the right park. Ugh. It's... <laughs> they're taking... Oh, I know. Studio One is about to shut completely. Yes. Um, and, uh, and that... So I'm guessing they're going to completely redo that. Yep, so it's Studio One and all the facilities it contains, I'm going to talk about that in a second, will be closing between April 2024 and spring 2025. Let's let's say it's going to be exactly a year then, although spring is a bit of a wishy-washy term in Disney terms, isn't it? So <clears throat> they're going to close uh, Studio One. Now, the implications of this are twofold. First of all, 
there is a way of bypassing Studio One because when they're trying to get you out quickly after firework shows, they just open the side. But it is extremely undramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is an alleyway. It's a bit quite a wide alleyway, but it's like... If that's going to be people's first entrance to the park that now has got Avengers Campus, it's a bit of a shame. I'd be interested to see if they do anything with it. They should, they should make it like the, the Backstreet Alley in um, Oliver and Co. <laughs> well, well, yeah, maybe. No, I was going to say um, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit when he's watching them playing patty cake through the window. Mm. That like that alley there where the, um, the great big gorilla throws them out. Yeah. That, mm. That'd be quite Just fun. make it like that. Yeah. Yeah. They could, yeah. Like his house. I hope they do something more dramatic than what they've got with it now. More impressive, should they I say. They should make a giant uh, space worm like in Empire Strikes Back and you're inside it and you emerge mm. into the park out of its gob. Yes. But the other implication is it holds... I mean, now we've got Stark Factory back open again, but for a long time... Um, Restaurant de Coulis in Studio One was like the only proper quick service in that park and it's massive and it's popular. Uh, yes, we've got Stark Factory now, but then that puts a lot of stress on Stark Factory, given that that's in a very popular area of the park. It's just more reasons for people who aren't necessarily going for Avengers to go down that side of the park yep. and clog it up a bit. So you've got, um, you're losing that. You're losing two big toilets uh, not individual, t- not just massive toilets, <laughs> toilet blocks. So it's like one of the main toilets. And there's not many water fountains in that park that I find. I always go to the water fountain that's in there. Massive shop. And in that shop, you've got the Pandora shop. That's not major. But also you've got a desk for the photo pass in there. So that's all. Now, that's not too big a deal because you've also got the big, sh- big shops on the courtyard and you have what used to be the... Um, I don't know. They did the higher push chairs and stuff like that. Mm. So a lot of that can be taken up there. But it's such a hub. And I'm going to say this as well. I've always liked Studio One. Now, I know some Disneyland Paris fans like who it. hate it. They absolutely hate it. They go, is that it? Is that the best you could do? This is our entrance to the park. I like it. It's fun. Uh, I think the biggest shame is if Hep Cat Cafe yeah. closes because mm. that's often early. The only place you can go and grab like a little tasty breakfast treat yeah mm. when all the carts are shut and you're like you can always count on hepcat to have something mm. i feel pretty smug right now though because um i i booked my restaurants for next halloween last week and i've already booked pim kitchen which is good because um if we hadn't we might have struggled to get in there because i imagine places that are bookable are going to get taken up pretty quick in the studios now because we're losing a bunch of eateries yeah well, it's, yeah, it's one massive one and then one really good, reliable snack location. Mm. Uh, but it eats a lot of people. But, I mean, my my thing is I I don't see why it so desperately needs refurbishment. I don't remember it looking tired or dull. And I really like the theme. I think it might have had criticism for its very Eisner era cheapness because he's famous for kind of commenting that the reason he likes doing these studio themed parks is that you could have painted flats propped up with scaffolding Mm. and you could call it theming but of course it's just dead cheap to do isn't it Mm. so it has been criticized for that but i like that i like that you go behind the back of a palm tree and it's all cardboard i do 
Yeah, there's, there's a bit of tiki in there as well, isn't there? Mm. Um, but it's so brief. You could you could easily miss it. There's just a bit of some tiki uh, decorations at one end of that quick service eating what, area, isn't there? What yeah. do you think they'll do with it? That was going to be my next question. People of the chat, what do you think huh. they will do with Studio One? What do you want them to do with Studio One? Does this affect you? Are you going between that? You are. It affects you. Why? Because you are going. Because it'll be shut when we're there. Yeah. I, I mean, in all honesty, I, we we never have spent a lot of time in Studio One. We have been into the shop and we have um, used the toilets, but that is about it. We walk we walk through it, and I do like it. I, I find it quite atmospheric. It's a nice break from the sun when it's really hot, and it's a nice break from the freezing cold temperatures when it's cold. So it does have its benefits, but I don't think it's not a destination zone for me. It's not like I'm going to we're going no. to the studios. I'm going to go and spend time in Studio One. I don't know. I think we have lingered <coughs> in there a bit. They sometimes have like a three piece jazz band in there. They do at Christmas. They've got face mm-hmm. painting in there. There are reasons to be in there. Yeah, um, but it's not like you, you step out into Main Street and you go, "Oh, I'm back." No, you're not going to no, do that. Well, no, that one, that was my first experience of 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 Disney was to walk into Studio One and mm-hmm. go, "Oh, I mean, this is kind of all right," and then walk out of it <laughs> the other end and go, "Oh, look, there's loads of flats held up by scaffolding." I see what Laura was talking about when she said how wonderful this place is. <laughs> um, let's high five. Has just said, "When is the studio closing?" And any indication for how long? It's only Studio One. I don't want anyone to misinterpret it that the studios are closing. It's just one building within the studios park, and it is from April twenty four to spring twenty five. So for a full year. So I assume that they're doing this in preparation for Frozen Land opening. That, which might give us some hints as to when that's all going to happen as well. That's true. And it's not just... That might... Mm, I'm trying to think what they would do and why. I think they might give the end a big picture window situation um, so that when you walk in, you can see right down this new boulevard. You think? You know what I mean? To the weenie. John says, I think I heard somewhere it's going to be themed to a Hollywood garden party. Doesn't seem the most obvious choice. And oh, Emma says uh, it has lots of rigging, so hopefully it's more about safety checks and a touch-up rather than a theme. A re-theme. A re-theme. It does feel like it needs something different, though, because like you say, as soon as you go into that into the, the courtyard or whatever you want to call it at the other end, it's still a very confused place, isn't it? Do you know what? It, it is, the, the whole thing's odd, because your first bit is that courtyard, which is nice. You know, with the with the earful tower and all that, yeah. it's a nice area. Then you go into this building, which is kind of like Hollywood nightlife type of thing, and then you go into a third area, which feels like to me, it feels like that's the proper entrance mm-hmm. where you see the uh, you know the statue and Tower of Terror to your left. So it's just all very disjointed, isn't it? There's not a lot of the studio feel of the whole place left now, though, is there? No. Um, mm. And, and it does make you wonder whether rename, that's on borrowed time a little bit. Rename. Mm. Well. Um, yeah, because it was meant to be all like props and working equipment and stuff, and it was meant to be a working studio, which it never really was. Um, <laughs> Mercedes says, I assume whatever they're doing will have a load of IP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that's likely. It'll be I mean, Pixar to death. I think yeah. minimum we can predict is that they'll keep the theme as it is, they'll keep the structure as it is, and they'll stick a load of the new Mickey shorts, characters and stuff like that on it. Um, now I've said it out loud, I would be in favour of them opening up the entrance at Gla- 
glazing the arch more. I think that would be quite visual. You know, it doesn't get enough representation in the uh, in the parks. Uh, Black cauldron. Yeah, Pixar's dinosaur. <laughs> I imagine yeah. that's what they're going to go for. Oh man, <laughs> that, that wasn't Pixar, was it? Dinosaur. Yeah. Oh no. No, it wasn't. Not dinosaur. I'm sorry. The the other that, the good dinosaur. The good dinosaur. The, the good yes. dinosaur. The good dinosaur. Oh god, which is worse? <laughs> oh, the good dinosaur's worse. <laughs> they're very similar, though, aren't they? Yeah, I think, the, I think the good dinosaur is worse. If you can believe that, it's an absolute mess of a film. We've never, oh, we haven't done the Pixar films. Though. I was going to say we never reviewed that. Katie says, "Whatever retheming they go for, I hope they go all out with it rather than something bland." I think that's that's fair to say. And the the problem is, so not the good dinosaur. Then. Um, <laughs> like, let's high five. Just said that, yeah, one year is quite long for a refurb. It is, but it's quite short for a total refit yes that's true do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's like it's right in the middle of a time frame if it was a lick of paint that is too long mm. but if it's it also doesn't seem if it's going to be any kind of rebuild so i don't know i can't imagine i don't know because all, all of, let's be honest it, the whole idea of that as a place is you can strip off all the the faces of everything and you've mm. got a bare room to start with so i don't think it'd take them a massive amount of effort to completely re- Ad- rehash that's it. That's true. Adam says, we enjoyed seeing Mickey and Minnie on the balcony in, in Studio One in Extra Magic Hours in the morning. Yeah, we Don't do. Think, have we seen them in there? Oh, yeah, loads have of we? times, oh, every time okay. we go. And also, and, um, Bonnie likes jumping on the stars. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Mercedes says, Thought Park has a similar entrance for anyone that's been, and then a picture of a skull. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so does Gulliver's Valley. Yeah, I would. I mean... <laughs> I don't want to insult Disney by saying it's similar, but it's oh, yeah. certainly yeah, you're going to like it's a, like a warehouse style. with a ball pool and some, yeah. some indoor houses or something to climb around. Yeah, yeah. depressing, isn't it? But yeah, any <laughs> refurb is basically shop fitting, isn't it? It's not. There's nothing to build. There's no. There's no building taking place. That's true. Fitting. And what there is in there actually assists with any kind of retheme. You know, there's a lot of like scaffolding style fittings mm-hmm. that you can just hang stuff off. So yeah, maybe it could be quite a quick total retheme. Maybe a year is appropriate. Hey. And you you're right, they're going to be um racing against the other refit going on in the studio. Sorry, Hewitt. It's all going on. Uh, anyway, no, I was gonna say, hey uh Emma M says hello, first time joining live. Love the show. Looking forward to my first trip as an adult in January. And then Emma S says, I love the darkness and the impact of the lights. I'd love yeah. to see more tiki, though. Wouldn't we all? Yeah. It's just make it into a massive tiki room. Just all tiki. When we've gone there, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing we haven't mentioned, with it being closed for a full year, which means in all four seasons it will be shut. When we have been, when it has tipped 36 degrees, it is a godsend to go in there to the air conditioning, and it is big enough where you can just kind of loll around as opposed to, you know, a little shop that you're in and Mm -hmm. out of in five minutes. And when it's freezing cold and weighing it down in uh, December, we have also gone in there for our dinner or for a shop or for a stand. So that's the reason they have these kind of places here that they don't have them in California or Florida is because we have got Parisian weather. You take that away, you take shelter away. But they could. could. I mean, they won't do in the time they've got, but they could do... They could do something that's much more open and lighter that actually complements what that courtyard is mm. and takes you through to what that that other bit, whatever, whatever we call mm. it is, um, that that could work quite nicely and actually still be actually be open but covered. 
Yeah. That, that's something that, that, that they could have... A bit like... A, is it in Japan where they've got the... Mm. Where the yeah. It's all, it's all open, isn't it? But it's covered. Yeah. Uh, mm. More like a tunnel than a shed, yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Turn it into yeah. a tunnel instead of a shed. I am down with that. A carport. But keep the yeah. tiki, baby. Keep the tiki. What if they were turning it into a massive version of the tiki room? Todd Mercedes says, ooh, something like they have in Tokyo, Chris. Yes, just that. That's what I was trying to say. I just couldn't get the words out. Right, that, my friends, is all she wrote. Goodness me. So, shall I pass over to my friends for the trip reports? Yeah. Well, shall I start off by having a quick look at, at what's been said on the group today? Yeah. Because I did ask everybody. Well, the, we, we, had a good, uh, we had a good question on there um, from someone, if you recall. Uh, oh, yeah, which you did. was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone said, Has anyone ever had anyone meet them in the parks <laughs> and cheekily let them stay in their room for the hey. night? Now, a lot of people um, read that in the same way, which was, Has anyone ever met anyone in the parks? But what they mean is, <laughs> Like for a hookup, have someone, yeah, come and meet them in the park like a friend, and then you've gone, like, Just you can just crash in my room. Uh, is it allowed? Probably not in that sense is it but uh so yeah um jokes aside of us saying like what do you mean well actually no let's ask that as well has anyone ever like met anyone in the park and been like hey baby you, <laughs> you want to come back to the cheyenne <laughs> i'll show you a good time yeah. uh, i've got a cowboy boot lamp I, I was gonna say something about woody but i'm gonna avoid that oh Christine. um oh did you, know, did you know what there's loads of things like someone's trude says uh, don't tell anyone but in the 1990s <laughs> We, me, my parents and sister, went to the park several times. One time we brought along my boyfriend at the time. Uh, us teenagers shared one double bed. And I remember we had to be sneaky when going to the hotel breakfast since we only had one breakfast voucher. Oh, only had breakfast vouchers for four people, but didn't encounter any problems. But there's been some people talk <laughs> about um, recently, in fact, we've not even spoken about it on the show, about um, annual pass holders who uh, are going with other people and they've booked the the hotel and then as an annual pass holder you can turn up and go go to the hotel and talk to them and say I'm going to stay in that room with them mm. and as long as they've got a room that, that's got the capacity mm. they'll allow you to just pay a supplement and, and you can do that so there's obviously there's a precedent for allowing it that probably mm. doesn't cost the earth Charlotte did say I think I've heard you can add people on your, uh, yeah, onto your hotel exactly, room yeah, yeah. and then only have to pay the tourism tax for them but then mm-hmm. she says uh, not 100% sure though yeah I've heard that as well uh, Ross says, "Who's got the time or the energy to hook up in Disney?" <laughs> I don't know if you if you gone to Disney to to get your buzz on and you were and you were sig- single and and there was someone else there who was was of the same mind. You never know. Be a crazy wild fun time, wouldn't it? Star cross lovers on the yeah on a single rider for Flight Force, sat next to each other. And <laughs> <laughs> the stars aligned, if you will. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Now, in my usual um, uh, thing, I posted today, actually, um, and not on Friday like I usually do, to ask you if you've got anything to, to talk to us about. I also put in a quick reminder that we're back onto GMT now and not BST. For those of you, for, for, there. So for those of you stateside, we're coming at you an hour later than we normally would do. So here's some of the things that people have said. Uh, Jay Murphy says, curious to hear thoughts on... Um, the Sequoia renovation and its possible impact on bookings and other people have said me too now we haven't I think we've talked about that now so we probably don't need to go into more detail done 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 um Sarah Clipston says what's everyone's thoughts on lounge fly do you get lounge fly envy 
Are they worth the money? They certainly seem to keep their price if you look on Vinted, etc. If you love Loungefly, which bag do you cover the most? And I'll just read the other bits of this, and then you can chip in. How does that sound? Well, I have many thoughts on I, I know you do. I, know. <laughs> I do as well. I, I re- genuinely do. Uh, Andrew Palmer says, our bags get nice comments every time we're out and about. Yesterday, it was at Morrison's. Um, and Sarah said, I have missed Marvel, and it's a small one, and I love them both, and could get into buying more. It's a slippery slope to collecting. Mm. Um, and Hannah Piazza who has her own jingle, but I don't have it at the moment, uh, <laughs> says, be careful where you buy them from, though. Uh, a lot of the ones on Vinted are fakes from AliExpress. So there's a bit of talk about it. Just be careful oh. if you're going to mm. buy them not from not from source because there's chances that people are selling them at prices and they are fake. I bought one from somewhere like that and it was... Uh, it was one that... Was it the Pinocchio one that you really wanted? Bam- the Bambi one. Oh, I think it was the Pinocchio one that I couldn't get anywhere, but I found it on there. And I was like, oh, well, that's, and, a, that's authentic. And it's cheaper. And, oh, uh, I've can, got that. I've got can one you of tap those. the screen. Okay, here we go. Uh, there we go. I think you have to put it further uh, back. Put it a bit further back. There you go. Darren Dunn post, posted a picture of, of their lounge fly collection. Mm. Which, uh, oh, you've got the Encanto I've one. got the Encanto it's one. It's plentiful, isn't it? So there we go. Go on, tell us about your, your views on this. Oh, thing. no, the Pinocchio one I got from America. Mm. I got you one off there. Here's the thing. I'm, I'll quickly huh. tell mine, but then I think Hugh does have... Hugh often buys me lounge flights as a gift, so he's got thoughts as well. I have got five rucksack lounge flies and then two different... style, Like a clutch bag and a shoulder bag that are also branded lounge flies. But I think the rucksack's the most traditional. I love my five lounge flies. However, I don't universally like them particularly anymore. Now there's so many of them. Mm. And sometimes the way that they characterize them and the way they put the faces on them, they do look like kids' toy rucksacks, which was never really what I was going for with it. Um, So I'm quite fussy with them. But every so often I see ones that I just love and I want. Um, I do like the ones that are just a sparkle color with the ears. I don't have any of those but I do like those. But now that it's coming out for every film, there's so many and you can go into like these uh, emo shops in Leeds and they've just got full walls of them. They don't feel special or bespoke at all. They start to feel a bit like a toy, um, which has changed my relationship with them. It's the Funko Pop of the bag world. It is, <laughs> yeah. it is that is exactly <clears throat> what it is. Uh, however, when I like them, I really like mm. them because there are some that are gorgeous. I just don't universally like them. Yeah. And I will say they are excellent quality, given that I have ragged mine around a load and they all see they all still look brand new. I could still sell them all as perfect quality kind of thing. Um and the perfect sized park bag. That's the other thing I'll say. Pauline's got a Bambi one. I read Ooh. that as Barbie. Barbie. Uh yeah, a Barbie one would be nice. Um Do you know what? Personally, for me personally, and I, I know a lot of people in the chat or listening or watching will have these, so I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not into the ones that are just patterned. I yeah. like, but then at the same time, Printed. yeah, but then at the same time, some of the character ones are too full out. I like an in between, like your Encanto one. It's like it's novel, but it's not kind of it's got not it's not got bits sticking out all over the place. Um, mm. I, I like that uh, Bambi one I got you. And I think it was um, an exclusive for um, one of those one of those websites that just sells like Christmas jumpers and Ghostbusters mm. t-shirts and stuff, you know, um, like 
What's it called? Geek something? No, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, one of those. Uh, th- there's one called Truffle Shuffle, is there? And then there's another one. Anyway, one mm. of those one of those kind of websites. I got one that was a, an exclusive. But that's there. But I, I like them. I, I wish I could have one. Um... Um, do you know what, when I you say that could. when you say that people go well especially in this day and age you can do what you want honestly round here I can't I genuinely <laughs> I genuinely can't you know because I'd love to say you're like yeah I do what I want you know I'm just I'm just being me I'm gonna get abuse I can't be bothered no I won't <laughs> <laughs> moving on then I'm just going I'm just checking on the baby because she hasn't uh, so Stacey Warner says, I'm on my way back from a trip to Blackpool and Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Not getting the post trip blues too badly, though, because it's just 10 days to yeah, ten days till I go until my first ever Disney trip. Sarah, says, Sarah Clipston then says, have an amazing trip. You'll be planning a repeat trip before you get home. To which Stacey said, I've already done a few draft plans for getting to Orlando someday as well. Oh, nice. And then... Sunday, not Sunday. Sunday, yeah. yeah that's, Sunday. That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Jenny Weir says, I would like to hear, and I quite like this, people's favourite buffet restaurants, any tips for special Christmassy experiences? They're there from the 23rd to the 26th of December. Um, what is this Disney trading card game all about? Lorcana, <laughs> is it any good? Thank you. I'll be listening live tonight, says Jenny. Um, buffet restaurants then, first off. Hi, Jenny. Pim Kitchen. I've, I've done all the buffet restaurants except for... Agrabah. Because you want to do it with you. No, I've done Agrabah. Have you done it? A- apart from um, the one at uh, Davy Crockett. That's the only one I haven't done. I've, oh, okay. I've done all the other buffets. We've been there. We've done all the ones in the parks and the village. And we've done Cheyenne and Sequoia buffets. But we haven't done Newport Bay or... Newport Bay. Newport Bay! <laughs> <laughs> Or the Marvel Hotel. I've done Santa Fe, but you haven't. Buffet. Don't rub it in. My favourite's Pim Kitchen. Ah. Uh, uh, hmm. <laughs> you both did the same thing, then. Favourite buffet restaurant. We've done Pim Kitchen twice, and like I think I get it there. But like this is something, something about Agrabah. Yeah, Agrabah's a bit different because, you, so you've got. Like, um, Plaza Gardens is pretty stock. Uh, this stuff, everybody will like there. But personally, I don't think it's anything special. It's great if it's, if you're going for a character meet, it's good. But for me, it's nothing special. Um, and what you used to get at Inventions was very, very similar food-wise, I think. Uh, Hunter's Grill's pretty good if you like that kind of... Um, like chicken and that sort of stuff and then that's the same with the chuck wagon as well that's all right and probably more kid friendly if you want a kid friendly place santa fe is probably the one to go for though out of all of them um downtown's really cool because they've got a lot of different type of types of oh we haven't american that one like what internationally american foods like pizza and Mm. yeah and Mm. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, Japanese and stuff and mm. but all very American versions mm. of it but and I like Pim Kitchen because it's a bit quirky and it's a bit different but it does have blue custard yeah oh yeah um, uh, and I liked it when it was Restaurant de Stars as well it was nice there yeah. but I, I I agree with you I think Agrabah is great because it it has a theme and because of that theme it gives it something a little bit different you're not you wouldn't go there if you want 
chips and, and chicken nuggets. Because Which is why we don't anymore. Yeah. I, I have, <laughs> Unfortunately. I'm going to just fly a very small flag, the kind of flag you get in a, you know, a child's sand bucket kit for um, LaGrange at Billy Bob's. This was the first... I like it there as well, yeah. First mm-hmm. restaurant we went it Well, some of you know that I went as a teenager a couple of times. Me and Hugh went in our early 20s and then we had like a 10-year break, maybe 12, 15-year break, can't think right now, before we went back again. A 16-year break. Wow, was it? Maybe 15. Um, and then we went, and, and went, then when we finally went back in 2017, that was the first restaurant we went in before we'd even been in the park... And I was just so chuffed to be there, like chuffed. I just remember feeling deliriously happy at that meal. And every single thing I ate was like the most delicious thing I'd ever eaten. Because they, because they gave us a bad like a seat with a rubbish view. And Lucy said, this is lovely. Thank this you. Is magical. And I thought, no, it isn't. You can see on top of like a like a big container unit. Yeah, I, I like the food there, but we... we you go in and like the downstairs bit, I was like, oh, this is really nicely done. Mm. And then they took us upstairs to this like... The dining hall. Yeah. Mm. And, and that, so so in terms of atmosphere, I didn't think it was great, but the food was really good. I did really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I just think the thing about Agrabah as well is is the general theming of it as a restaurant. It it, it feels, it's, it's got that bizarre kind of... I'm, I'm worried now because Mercedes is going for the first time in February... Uh, thanks for validating our choice. But, um, you know, maybe we've oversold it. I'm worried well, now. The thing is, with Agrabah, I loved the atmosphere. I loved the styling. Um, and it's one of those things where it's, it's lots of small rooms. Yeah. So you feel like you're in a really small restaurant when you're probably in a massive restaurant. You feel there's mm-hmm. only you and only four of the tables. Um, but I really struggled to feed myself there. <laughs> it's that simple. I am not. That fussy and eater, however, I have two big things. I'm allergic to tomato and I don't like any kind of heat. And it was Moroccan food and it was either tomato sauce-based stuff. Well, you know, um, what do you call it? Like the big moussaka type. Yeah, yeah, tagines and that kind of thing that had, had tomato in it. Or it was really hot and it just wasn't for me. And I actually really want to go back but to pay buffet prices for me and Bonnie to pick at the corner of some pastry is a bit daft. Now, I know I'm a spice lord, but I don't remember any of it being particularly <laughs> spicy. No, like, no. There was couscous type dishes and there was hummus. I don't remember any heat. Um, but it was all, it's all flatbreads and salads and like yeah. really nice, healthy, mm-hmm. tasty food. I, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Maybe we'll give it another go. I bet we don't. We will love you. <laughs> yeah, next you time, need that you day that next time we go with another family, we'll 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 go we'll have a we'll separate day. out. Yeah, um, <laughs> or maybe I should just suck it up and just like for for science and get something of of every dish and tell you whether it's spicy or not and whether a fussy eater can eat there. But I don't think it's that I'm fussy. I think it's that I have very particular constraints. Speaking of spicy, um, I've bought a bottle of. Da bomb for you and I to try at some point. Yeah. From, uh, if you watch Hot Ones, that's like the one that like stops everyone in their tracks. And now, Chris, tell us what happened when you... Oh, <laughs> so I took it out of the bottle bottle, and I was kind of looking at it. And, at, you know, this is really... Out of the box. Out of the box, sorry. And, and I had a bit of a look at it and then put it down. And then I must have just gone to like, just done that. Chris and, uh, puts his finger in yeah, his mouth. And listeners. then my mouth was on fire. 
for the now, next he hadn't 30 minutes. Opened the I bottle. hadn't opened the bottle. He touched the bottle from the outside. So what what seems likely is that another bottle somewhere at some point had mm. gone kaput and, and it had left traces on the outside of that one because it's still sealed shut. It's not... There's no yeah. way of getting into it. It's probably just all kicking around when they like fill each bottle. Like just you get splatters on it. And, yeah. But just before that, I'd scratched my eye, but luckily I'd done it with a different finger because I think that could have been pretty nasty. Yeah. But my mouth like lit up. It was very pleasant lighting up, but it mm-hmm. was but it was quite spicy to say that I hadn't actually even opened the bottle. Hugh grows his own chilies. Naga chilies, viper chilies. And he was dice dicing some up or whatever he does with them to um put them in the fridge and I don't know what his process is but there was a, there was I was saying how I would never eat them and you must be bonkers and that's too hot and there was a bit left on the knife now this wasn't even a bit that had been deliberately chopped up it was like a sliver that was left on the knife and he went just eat that I dare you and it wasn't even a piece and then I did and I made, made noises like a cow afterwards I was like going, hur, hur. it was just Everything flamed up. Everything down here. I felt like down there was Lucy hot points and at the base of her neck. Listeners, you should do audio descriptions. Uh, yes, I should. He <laughs> <laughs> um, nods with approval. <laughs> anyway, the truth is that anything Disney does that is spicy won't be spicy in the way that heat lovers think. But I am just extremely vulnerable to it. Right. Do, do you know what we've done? We've got to 10 minutes left of the show. Do it. Seven minutes left trip of the show report. and got through none of the four trip reports. Trip report. Come on. <coughs> I'm going to start at the bottom of my list. So this is the most, uh, the furthest one away sent or something. Eight, <laughs> from the 18th of October. I don't know the distance it's travelled. I'll be honest. That's not what I meant. Um, here we go. Uh, let me just have a look. Yeah, that's okay. I was just checking to checking the word count very quickly just to see whether it was um, within or not. So this is from Nikki Pike. Um and it's, it says, Disneyland Paris trip report, October 14th to the 17th, 2023. Six adults and one three-and-a-half-year-old. We flew out via EasyJet from Luton to Paris Charles de Gaulle. We were happy with the flight and didn't have any problems or delays in either direction. The majority of our party stayed in the Explorers Hotel and I can thoroughly recommend it as a family-friendly place to stay with lots of exciting activities. We had to convince our three-year-old that it was worth leaving the hotel to visit Disneyland. It was her first trip, so she didn't understand the magic that awaited him. So he didn't, sorry, (laughs) he didn't understand the magic that awaited him. Our first day was relatively quiet, managing to go before most UK schools started their October half terms. Our three-year-old was tall enough to go on almost all of the rides, not that we would have risked taking him on Tower of Terror. He absolutely loved It's a Small World and the queue remained at five to ten minutes during our entire stay. His favourite ride was Buzz Lightyear. Queues fluctuated between ten to fifty minutes, so I would recommend getting there early for a short queue. This was the only ride we paid for Premier Access to pass to go on to allow our son one last ride on our final day. A tip for people entering the park with strollers. When you scan your ticket to enter the park, make sure you scan your ticket and your child's as on the last day I forgot to scan my own going through as I pushed the stroller oh. and was not recorded as in the park that day. This meant I was unable to book any Premier Passes for myself. Oh. There you go. This could have been sorted out with a trip to City Hall, but would have been additional queuing and a hassle to sort. Couldn't they have yeah. gone out and back in again? I would have thought so. Um, but still, it's worth knowing anyway, isn't it? Yeah, because if you've never been and you're thinking, how can that happen? Humans go through a turnstile, but when you have a pushchair with you, they open a little gate, mm. like manually open the gate. And if you're pushing the pushchair, you just walk through the gate. So you they could, usually help you though, don't they? They, like, they take do, the and, and they remind you. Yeah, yeah. 
odd. Uh, we enjoyed several parades, including the Halloween ones, and found a great spot to view stars on parade by It's a Small World. We could all see very easily and had good space to sit down if needed. One of our favourite things was discovering all the hidden caves and walkthroughs in Adventure Isle area. Oh, yeah. Having been before as adults without a child, I had no idea there were so many additional areas to explore. The second day was the Disney 100 celebration. I've been looking forward to this as it was also my own birthday. Despite spending time researching the day, I could barely find any information. I was disappointed with the graphic release the evening before as I felt it was quite vague and confusing. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, we, we talked about it, didn't we? Didn't yeah, we looked at the, the, the graphic release of what? It was like a timeline with lots of different mm. oh, yeah. stars on it. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> you didn't even want to look at it. It looked that yeah. bland. You were like, mm. uh, take it away. And some things were in different <laughs> parks, but on different sides. Of the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of this, we ended up playing it all by ear and crossing our fingers, we would stumble across some extra hundredth events. We park hopped multiple times and caught little bits here and there. For example, seeing a meet and greet with Mickey in his 100th outfit at the studio park. The park was significantly busier than the day before, but queues were just about bearable. Having seen the start times of the drone show, Avengers Power of the Night and Fireworks Disney Dreams, we decided to try and see both and accept that our views might not be amazing. We were very impressed with the drone show. It was spectacular and despite getting there quite late, we had a great view. We resisted the urge to rush off to the fireworks immediately afterwards as many people did, and stayed for the 100th celebration post-show. Unfortunately, the, the show was just okay, and, they were and we were disappointed that there weren't any drones or fireworks. It was a projection on the Tower of Terror featuring a large storybook full of traditional characters. As the pages turned, outlines of the characters came out of the book as twinkly stars. The projection was pretty, but quite samey, and did not live up to the standards set by the original Avengers show. I kept expecting the images to turn into drones, which would have been great. Do you think the drones have to fly over to the other park? Do you think they, were, they went with everybody <laughs> yeah, <quick>. else? Quick! <laughs> After this, we ran into the main park to catch the fireworks. We made it before the start, going down the arcade on the left to avoid the crowds on Main Street. As predicted, it was very busy and our view was obstructed by trees and other permanent features. We enjoyed Disney Dreams as it really is magical, but decided not to stay for the post-show, having been disappointed by the previous one. All in all, we had an amazing trip. Whilst the 100th celebration didn't add a lot, we will definitely be going back to the parks when we can afford it, as it was so, all so magical. Um, for information, um, she then puts, uh, two members of our party were vegan and they found it quite difficult to eat. They were impressed mm. with the with the chakalaka meals in Hakuna Matata quick service. And although choices were limited, they had a lovely three-course meal in Captain Jack's. Having said this, it was quite expensive. They struggle with snacks around the park, and it's a shame that there aren't more vegan-friendly snack options. The Starbucks and Pret in Disney Village seem to have slightly different recipes to the UK, and meals that are vegan here all have added ingredients, which meant they were no longer vegan. So that's from Nikki. Mm, Thank you, Nikki. Good. That's like, get your act together. I, I don't think it's just Disneyland Paris. I think it's France. <laughs> yeah. Get your act together with the vegetarian and the veganism and the um the the indicating it and marking it clearly and all the rest of it. We've we've had this feedback before and it's it's disappointing really. Um especially when it's just so ingrained in our eating culture now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You don't really need to think about it when you're eating out in the UK and it's a shame. Crying mm. shame. Other than that, I love to hear First time visitors having that much of a magical time. I agree. And small would be in the favourite. Yay! I remembered the name of one of those websites. It's Merchoid. Merchoid. Uh, and also, I just remembered. Remember, I got I got Lucy like a Peter Pan long Peter Pan coat, and people were coming up to us in the parks and asking like, "Where did you get that coat?" And it was an EMP. E M P. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if that mm. website's still going, but yeah, they do some interesting things. Oh yeah, I um, get spammed by EMP all the time. Oh do you? Well, I will now because I've just mentioned it and my phone's listening. Uh, Mercedes says, how does that work with under twos because they don't have tickets right? Stroller stuff is all new to me. Um, when we took Ollie the first time, he was 18 months and yeah, you're right. He doesn't have a, a pass, so it doesn't matter. You just need to make sure that yours is done as mm. you go through. But what, what we found when we had the, push chair was that they would open the, the door for us but they would take the passes from Laura mm. and and scan the pass on, on one of the turnstile pieces then give it back to them as they go through Yeah. so just just make sure you get it scanned and you'll be absolutely fine mm. and don't worry about your little one because you're right she bought it. they won't have a ticket he sorry won't have a ticket Emma says she's <laughs> vegan and would say they had lots available compared to the rest of France there you go <laughs> You see, I'm I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian, so I don't necessarily notice it. Um, you know, when we're elsewhere in France, but this is this is what we're getting. Mm-hmm. People saying on the show. Now, the the good news is, I don't have four trip reports. I only have three because one of them was the one from Ben that we read last week, which was just a a list of the things that he did every day, yeah, which yeah. was brilliant. Love that. And um, the other two are quite long ones, though. So I think we haven't really got time to do it now because we're we're up with time so um we have an anonymous report from from uh, from somebody <laughs> yeah. from from anonymous disney fan why anonymous um so shall i read the start of this i'd like to submit an anonymous trip report because we may or may not have bent the truth to get some time off work for our sneaky holiday mm. i'll leave it at that and i'll leave nice. it at that as well and then we've also had one from lisa cowles tune in next week maybe which i will also read out this Probably is like okay. people turning to crime <coughs> to get money for drugs. This is people turning to, to, to a life of lies so they mm-hmm. can fill their Disney addiction. And mm. I'm down for it. I'm basically a pusher. Absolutely. Let's be not. honest. Right. So there we are. That, I mean, that's that's me for this week, I guess. That's us for this week as well, isn't it? We have an extra 20 minutes going on over on our Patreon channel, the after show, the extra magic time. Every extra magic time. Show after the show kind of thing. You know the deal. So if you are a Patreon member, you can sign on to that as soon as we sign off from here. We will see you on the flip side. Everybody else, we will see you next week. Have a lovely Halloween. Yes. Have a lovely time in Disneyland Paris to all those who are going. These have been the boys. I've been Lucy. Bye. She burped. She burped, listeners. She couldn't have waited just a few more seconds until...